0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 401. And my guest today is the amazing Tim Renkow. This is one of my favourite conversations. I seem to be saying that a lot lately. I will concede it. But yeah, I really enjoyed ch- ch- chatting to Tim. I've been a fan of Tim. I stumbled upon his show, Jerk, on, on the BBC uh, one night and I ended up binging all of it on iPlayer. Series 2 has recently dropped on iPlayer. It's fantastic. Tim is a comedian and he's great. He's a writer as well and an actor and all sorts of stuff. And his story's amazing. I really enjoyed this chat because it's inspirational. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. Tim happens to have cerebral palsy. Uh, you'll probably n- notice in the same way that you'll notice I have a stutter. It comes up because I think it's heavily affected his amazing attitude in life. Um, and you'll hear why yeah so we'll get into the podcast before we do thanks to everyone for all the the birthday love and the 400th episode love obviously we had episode 400 last week it was uh the big birthday bash returned to the within, myself chris and Stu returned to to the iconic within and had a few drinky drinks uh, and we also launched the 10 year anniversary of the distraction pieces album vinyl it's a um doubled t- disc white vinyl with an exclusive spoken word version of the album recorded in the woods at Stanley Park in Vancouver. I went up there all on my own and recorded in the woods. So yeah, that's all available at speechdevelopmentrecords.com. Always is. I will also mention in this podcast, I mentioned a mate of mine who is on Twitch, who also happens to have cerebral palsy. um, And his name is Andrew Portis. Um, You can find him Portessa is his Twitch, so Portis, P-O-R-T-E-S-S, and then A, Portessa. Let's get on with the chat with Tim, right? You're going to l- love this, and then you're going to, if you haven't already watched s- at least s- Series 1 of Jerk, you're going to jump in and uh, and binge both of them, I think, as soon as we finish rambling on. Um, yeah, enjoy this. This is Episode 401 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with the legend, Tim Renkow. I love that scary voice shouting at me. Right, I'm here today with Tim Renkow. How are you, sir? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. You, you were just telling me, the reason I wanted to rush into recording there is you were just telling me about an, an, another podcast oh, yeah. you just done where you got to, to tell a ghost story. Yeah. That sounds fucking amazing. Super fun. So much fun. And it's Spooktown, did you say it was called? Yeah, Spooktown. That sounds great. Yeah. So, so how's your lockdown and, and pandemic been?
1: Um, <laughs> it's been pretty great. I've always said I was antisocial, and this really put that to the test. Yeah. And I think I was right. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's worked yeah. out okay. Yeah. And and have you grown your, your beard? Because of lockdown, because I was sporting a beard beforehand, no. but your beard's as, as impressive as mine already. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. I am. Um... I always like the beard. Yeah, it's looking good, man. So, 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 how's it been being an American in the UK in this last year or two? Because America's been been doing some shit, oh, yeah. man. Some stuff's been going on. How's that been as a as a representative as such? That's a very good question
1: i it's not as in, as intense as it would have been because you're not singing anyone say so you don't need to defend yourself to anyone yeah. <laughs> but it is stuff like like my whole family's in the States and like you you call home and it after like a, moderately tough day of lockdown your column and be like how are you guys and they would just be like oh the country's falling apart how are you and it's like well now i can't say anything i'm fine compared to
0: you yeah it's it's really hard i i found it with i think in the last year or two england has been really big on going back and forth with america on who's making the stupidest yeah, choices. So any time I'm like, oh, look what's going on in America, then England, Boris gets COVID or whatever else, or Brexit happens and all this other shit, and we're like, oh, man, it's, it's a tough contest. It's
1: very impressive. Uh, I I, just, like, like, I knew we would fall into totalitarianism eventually, just because that's yeah. the way of things. But I never thought totalitarianism would be so absurd. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. And and again, I I completely feel you on that because there's so much stuff in like bleak sci-fi yeah. films that I watched as a teen, thinking, "Oh man, that's yeah. crazy." And then we get closer and closer, and I'm like, "Ah, uh, I guess they kind of. <laughs> I guess that kind of makes sense. I, I see how we got here now. Yeah, they
1: nailed it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So so so. As a kid, you moved around quite a bit. I was reading you so, born in New Mexico and then in North Carolina and then went to art school in Tennessee. How was that? How was your travels? So good. I um
1: I like moving. So I I was <laughs> I was actually born in Mexico, the OG in Mexico, not the new original one. Mexico,
0: yeah. real Mexico.
1: And my. my <laughs> My parents did that uh, partly because if there was ever a draft they wanted yeah. me to have dual citizenship because they're hippies and but like looking back on it never gonna be an issue for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, it turned out you swerved that yeah. regardless, I guess. Yeah. But still good to have it's dual great. citizenship, right? Yeah,
1: so um <laughs> Yeah, so I was born there, but I, I only left there for like a year. And then I I grew up in North Carolina, which
0: I don't... Have you been there? No, no, I've never been to, uh, to North Carolina. I've been to a lot of America, yeah. but yeah, no, never made it's out.
1: It's a strange place because, like, there's... um, I mean, it's, it's the deep south and all of that, but there's... There's pockets of left wing hippies dotted yeah. around, so like I grew up like in a very liberal bubble, you know. Yeah, my folks are hippies, and then I, when I became 18, so I I, I live my life not knowing, assuming my body's gonna break down at some point. But not yeah. anyone so I, I I've just been going full throttle so I I wanted to get as far away from my hometown as I could but more like socially than than um geographically. Yeah. So yeah. I, I moved to um I decided to go to school in Memphis, which I, f- I fucking love it, but it's like, yeah, it's the most dangerous place I've ever lived by far, I, right. especially at that point, like I was in <laughs> I was in the good part of town, and there was still gunshots every night, you know wow, but yeah, I wanted I just.
0: I just wanted to know what life was like for everyone. Yeah, I, I love that to to push out and find those experiences. Do you think growing up with kind of hippie parents is what allowed you to to want to push the boundaries of of what you do? Because, cause like comedy in the entertainment industry, where I grow up, that uh, that wasn't particularly put on yeah. as an option of careers, and then obviously adding. <clears throat> your condition of cerebral yeah. p- palsy more and more wouldn't have said, oh, here's what you could do with yeah. your job. You could be a comedian and 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 you could write and produce and act and do like these four things. So w- what drove you to go, I want to do these creative things. I want to study art. I want to study creative writing. I want to do all of these things. So
1: I I really like my dream job. Uh if I had my way and could do anything. Would be a um, character designer for cartoons and video games. That, wow, that's yeah. what I studied. That's what I really wanted to do. Uh, but then my hands just stopped working well enough yeah. to do it. You know. So yeah. I would like. I was at a loss, but like, partly because of the disability, I couldn't really do a nine-to-five. Like, you know, it's not an option. So if the, there was a little music club bar, like, next to my house in Memphis, and they had a comedy competition one night. And I was like, well, I, I, I definitely can be on stage and talking to a microphone. To see if that'll happen um, yeah so I did that and I was the stand-up community in Memphis is tiny and I I, I was good right so and I, I moved to New York within a year because like wow again that thing about right let's go for it right now yeah and um it's 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 funny when you're doing something in, like, a Memphis isn't a small town. But the comedy community is small. And when you go from big fish in a small pond to a yeah. tiny fish in a huge pond that's not even good at comedy At like, you realize you're just not. Not only are you not the best, you're not even that good. You're bad right. because you've only been going to here. So that was a shock, and it kind of drove me for loop. So
0: I um I decided to visit here for six months. Or, the, or, the, or, the, or, there's a few things I want to pick up on there because, like, one of the things I love about. Your show, Jerk, which we yeah. will get to, I promise, is your character, Tim's um, uh, desire to exploit his disability yeah, to, yeah. to his best advantage. And I was going to say, moving to New York, man, that's a deep yeah. pool of comedians, but you've definitely got something that's going to make you stand <laughs> <Yeah>. out, man. <laughs> like People are going to remember the, the, the comedian that had to <laughs> yeah. pause it. It's not just going to be another middle-aged w- white guy as such. There's loads of them. So do you feel that w- worked in your advantage at all? Or did you feel, as you said, it was too much of a uh, small fish in too uh, big a pond? I've, uh, I think so. I've, I've always been, like, the
1: only thing I care about is being good. Like, that's yeah. all I care about. Actually, more than success, more than anything, it's just being good at the job. And I wasn't... I didn't feel like I was good enough to use the disability. Yeah. Like I'm happy, I'm happy to use the disability to get on stage, but only if I feel like I can bring something once I got there. Yeah,
0: completely. It's 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 no good. You, you you you're using it to pull yeah. in attention if your jokes aren't up yeah. to standard anyway because all of a sudden everyone's looking at you and you're like yeah I'm not that f- I'm not that funny yet I've I've still got work to do
1: yeah and the so the odd thing about being disability is you can get away like I I don't know if that don't makes sense but I could be worse and get away with it.
0: Like yeah, I, I yeah. could
1: be worse than I want to be, and get away yeah.
0: with it, which I don't want to do. So, I was going to say, did, does that motivate you yeah. and drive you to be better and better? Because you, b- 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 because you know that there there might be some situations where, if someone else was doing this, they'd be getting a harder harder ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from the audience,
1: and they they should like the harder ride so yeah. I'm you could
0: like you know so. Yeah, I love that. So so how did you make the choice to come to the UK because I mean man that's a big uh, a choice. A friend of mine Kaylin, is a rapper in a group called a wheelchair S- sports camp and her condition means that she has to have <laughs> a wheelchair at all times um, <laughs> and she always complains that her travel wheelchair is shit compared to her home yeah. wheelchair. So every time she's touring it's just yeah, a nightmare. Yeah. What was the practicalities of going right? I'm gonna relocate not only over several states I'm gonna to relocate to another country, and airlines having yes. to not break shit and, <laughs> and 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 travel and all that kind of thing
1: oh so it was again it went back to my body can do this now, yeah, I know I can do it now. I don't think I can wait so let, wow. let's just fucking go for it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, but like it sucks. It's hard like it wasn't it wasn't until last year I lived in a place that I could get a wheelchair into. Wow. So I would just that's, know, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 But I like, so like Man, that's intense I'm very lucky that one I physically could do that into I had a support system. Like my family's super tight. So
0: yeah. it was not like, I always had to fall back, which helps. Yes. So. I love that. And I love the outlook of rather than thinking, how tough is this going to be in the future? or This or that going, yo, I can do yeah. it now. So let's fucking do it. <laughs> let's get on with it. Let's not hang about. Let's not mess around.
1: Yeah, because what's the the worst that happens is I end up back in North Carolina on benefits, which would have happened anyway. So why not try, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. So how was it on arriving in the UK? You were... St- Studying creative writing, right? But I assume the stand up continuing. What was the deal? Continuing,
1: I think, technically, illegally. (laughs) Uh, Which I didn't know at the time.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. my first two or three tours of America were technically promo because I I didn't have any actual legal right to be performing out there. So, So, no, no, it's just a promotional tour.
1: Yeah, it's (laughs) so funny to do that. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so I did stand up here and um you actually get paid for doing stand up here when you don't in the states. Uh, wow. So it was kind of like, yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. That's going to make yeah. a difference right? And 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 how was this b- balancing it with study? How did that all, all all level out?
1: Uh so I my school was not
0: good. <laughs> so I
1: I got away with so much shit. I mean, I do, I do think it was helpful because it was all writing. So it was, yeah. um like, it, it's very cross-pollinational yeah. disciplines so that worked out. And um, I, I I just am very... They are good at bullshitting my way out of stuff. So, like, I did stuff. Like, I managed to convince my teachers to let me, me turn in my first Edinburgh show as my final thesis. Oh, wow. And then on top of that, I said that writing anything down would interrupt my process. So I just had to videotape it and
0: send that in. (laughs) I love that. So the thing that that you would have had to be trying to go, look, can I get some time (laughs) off to go and do my Edinburgh show? Instead, you're going, oh, no, it's not time off. (laughs) This is my project. This is what Um, I'm handing in.
1: Yeah.
0: So so how was that doing Edinburgh? Because Edinburgh is something that all of my American mates... Are blown away by because they at least for a long time they just don't have that no. in America where you're just in one place doing the same show night mm. after night you're not having to tour that must have been good from a creative like, I love it as a from a creative point of view but from a, a, a condition point of view as well knowing the room you're going to be in yeah. not having again friends of mine who've got different disabilities when they tour the nightmare is always arriving at the venue and seeing yeah, what yeah. B- bullshit! They're going to have to overcome to get on stage, but, but being in the same venue night after night—that must have been yeah, so awesome, right?
1: That's good. I mean, but that's counterbalanced by being you know, in an emperor which is oh yeah, a city. I think it's a city specifically designed to tell me personally to fuck off. Like, yeah,
0: I think you could be right. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Edinburgh's not not convenient."
1: No, <laughs> so, but like, uh, so I um, I love performing that much. Like, if you know, like you can easily do three hours a night if you want, which I mean, you will just get so much better so quickly. Uh, yeah. So I love that. I don't like uh, i I don't like how much I feel like Edinburgh has really like walked stand up into more of a theater show type thing which 'cause yeah. I, like i'm I'm a club guy i like I like performing in clubs uh and it's a totally different beast and yeah,
0: so. how do you find that on 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 the club f- point of view? How do you find it when you've got slots and 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 a set time to fill? Because I used to do a lot of spoken word, and I've got a stammer, yeah. and and I'd kind of find like if I've gone over my five minutes, I could be like, well, it was f- f- <laughs> five minutes when I wrote <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it may not have taken me five minutes because I I took longer t- t- tonight. How do you find that in the restrictions of? Of getting a piece in when you're also, you know, that's like it could vary how long it takes each time. That's a good question. I definitely. Well, I'm
1: I'm lucky in that respect because my speaking is um like it's weird. The impediment is weird, but this it's. Solid, you know. So I, yeah. I, it's not like a spatter wheel. I'm like, I don't know if it's gonna take two seconds or five minutes <laughs> to get out this <laughs> yeah. I know the amount of time I'm gonna be speaking, and how many uh, words I can get in. Yeah. And, which, granted, is a lot fewer words than most people. But I I can plan. It's not, like, going to throw me that much that often.
0: Yeah. So so what is it about clubs you prefer to the fringe kind of one-person show thing?
1: It goes back to um, just wanting to be good, yeah. the more you get an audience, the more you can just kind of coast. Yeah. And I just don't want to coast. I like... Going against um, a new group of people that don't know what the fuck's going to happen and try to win it over just keeps
0: it interesting for me. I completely agree. I remember seeing the first two times I saw Doug Stanhope. One was at his show, and it's kind of the thing that it was almost ruined because part of Doug's appeal is the way he will shock and then bring it back round mm. and things like that. But when it's his crowd, there's no way yeah. of sho- shocking. The second time I saw him was at the Pims Comedy Festival. So it was incredibly m- middle-class w- white people, and people were walking out yeah. d- during his show. And that's what I wanted to see of Doug Stanhope, yeah. was that kind of... It's he, he then won loads of people over because, again, the nature of his sets will be you'll think he's going in yeah. one direction and by the end it's the exact opposite. But, yeah, Cause I get that, not coasting on your own crowd or everyone n- knowing what to expect.
1: I, I realised it when I saw him. I was brand new and I saw Eddie is doing new stuff. And um, it it was new, right? So some of it was clunky. But he was getting laughs. Every single punchline. And it's like, you could see he knew the jokes didn't land. And he was good enough that, I mean, he's good enough that he can, he knows, but like, it just makes it so much harder
0: to be good
1: if people like.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely understand that. You've, that, that. They're already they're they're already invested in laughing at whatever you say, yeah. so they're almost laughing at the yeah. cadence as much as the actual words in the joke and in the in the rhythms.
1: Because also, uh, like when you hear it easier to somebody, pe- people define themselves by liking you. So if mm. you say something that you don't like, it fucks with their own. Perception of themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely. So, uh, I mean, speaking of the joy of of, of comedy cl- clubs, then comedy clubs, particularly in L- London, are one of the last areas that one hundred percent have not got on board with accessibility mm-hmm. with, with all sorts of other shit. Yeah. They're so regularly in the attic of a pub yeah. or in the, the the basement of a nightclub or whatever else. So how's that side of it? How is the turning up to work and being like right, here's what I need to to get through. I guess in that situation being on a walker rather than on on wheels is is handy, but
1: so, Yeah. It's, it's a lifesaver. I, I don't know if how you do it on wheels but like mm. cuz it's it's not like I I I, I understand that it's frustrating and stuff but on the other hand it's kind of what keeps it one it keeps it cheap that you can do it anywhere and it keeps it it keeps it unregulated in a way that wouldn't be if it had to be in like a theater Mm -hmm. but like I, I just don't know what to do about it uh,
0: it's annoying, but also, yeah, I don't want to change it. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand. This is an absolute nightmare, but it's kind of exactly how yeah. I want it to be. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll deal with it. So, how do you go from doing comedy clubs in London, a creative writing course that you've blagged into the end end of year piece being your Edinburgh show? To having a show jerk on on the BBC, like I, I remember just <clears throat> flicking over, not knowing what it was, and just being and, and falling in in love oh. with it. How? What was the journey there?
1: That is an excellent question. So my my buddy was a, um is a producer, and he was applying for a job, and part of the application was he had to write a fake treatment so he called me up and he said uh, do you mind if I just write one about you and I go, yeah I don't care and he so he did it and very keenly he did not get the job Uh, (laughs) so he, he didn't get the job but he was like he didn't actually I like this. Do you wanna actually try to do this? And I went, Yeah, I got nothing else going. So he he we did it and he um he got it into the blob, which is like a fifteen minute short. And I yeah. thought, Oh, that's fun, that'll be a story to tell my grandkids. I so got a blah and then they got picked up. And I thought, oh, that's fun. That'll be a story to tell my grandkids. I I got one show one time, and then they got picked up for second season. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I guess this is a thing now. It's
0: mad, yeah. right? It's 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 a hell of a journey. So, again, like I love the fact that that m- most things. Because I get this with my stammer, I've had a load of things where people say, oh, it's brave of you to do a podcast or to do a radio show or to rap or to do acting, all these other things. But in reality, I just didn't think about yeah. it until it was happening. And then everyone's like, man, that was brave. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess, it, I, guess I just hadn't <laughs> thought about it. And it feels exactly the same with you, that you've just gone, cool, and not thought about the work it'll be or how stressful it might yeah. be or tiring Ooh. it might be. And then, all right, cool, let's do it. Yeah, it turns out it's really hard to write a song. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly. It's does. funny. I I think I'm kind of picking up your stammer. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, it it does. It gets it it gets contagious. Yeah. I always find if I'm talking to other people who've got a stammer at all, then we're we're just sp- at the worst. It goes yeah. on and on.
1: It's like <laughs> I, met, I met two best friends with tretts,
0: and they right. said each other. It was so money. <laughs> amazing. So, I mean, how was it then to go right? I've I've got to write a show, and and the first season was 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 four parts, and it's all all based around you, um, y- your character potentially being deported because of his visa yeah. running out. Once again, thinking up a blap, yeah, I can yeah. do that and then thinking up a show and going, right, yeah. I've got the story, it's four episodes, or, or, or whatever else, and then going, oh, you've got another yeah. series. How's that all been in, in, in the creative? Has there so, been imposter syndrome yeah. or panic? Um, I, I mean, always imposter syndrome. I, I live my life in
1: imposter syndrome. Ah, but, like, so it was hard because, Believe it or not, blacking your way through a creative writing course does not make you good at creative writing. <laughs> um, so it was like we couldn't do it. So we got a guy named Sean Pye into, right? Like the head writer? Yeah. I don't know if you did him, if you know him, but he's... Amazing, and um, watching him write has been, or not even watching, just learning how to write from him has been the best experience ever, because I I always enjoyed writing, but I I never felt like I had a teacher, a writing teacher that... Cared enough to actually get on my ass about stuff, but he does. And so it's it's just been like, I I, I just, I kind of been looking at it as like graduate school, you know, where it's just been so cool to learn how to construct a story. And, yeah. like, I, like writing is
0: my favourite part, like, yeah. so. I I love it. I love that you did a creative writing course, and what actually broke through to you was working yeah. with a writer that you were excited about and understood, and he understood you. And...
1: I, I think, actually, that's, um, like, the good thing about writing courses is they make you write, yeah. but that's kind of all they can do, like... Yeah. If if I did it again, I think I would have studied psychology because writing's just about practice.
0: But, yeah. Yeah, so. so... So how was it then going on to make Jerk? Because, again, you've spoken about you tend to not think too much ahead of time of how, how exhausting <laughs> or how painful or, or whatever things are going to be. Were there any... Kind of things th- th- that you wrote that you then had to actually go out and do, and it was it was a nightmare. Oh
1: God, yes, everything. Um, but <laughs> the, the one that stands out the most is this: this weird correlation of the shorter the stage direction, the more painful. Doing it. Yeah, it is so I'd say the <laughs> worst thing I wrote that I had to do was the line we see Tim eating a cake. that's right. like that line and you see that and you think ah it's okay, okay. that'll be fine but what you don't realize until you start performing is that means you're going to take about 50 bites of cold curry. Yeah. Like, and, like, cold curry that the color wasn't right for the director, so the props people just poured ketchup in. So it was, oh, like, wow. curry and
0: ketchup, and, like, vomiting by the end of the day. I completely feel that there's so many things that seem like it's going to be the best day, and then it's not. I was doing a film in in France a while back, and and we had a day where m- my character was eating pizza with people, and I was like, I love pizza. Yeah, let's eat pizza constantly. But as you said, it was cold pizza. And then on that day, I don't know why they planned it like this. On the, on that day, as a treat for lunch. They'd got a pizza van in <laughs> to give everyone pizza and I'm like, Pizza's literally my favourite thing, but I've just eaten cold pizza and then then my character had to throw it up as well. So I was like, the last thing I want anything um, to do with is pizza right now. But again, you see it on paper and think, Yeah, yeah let's do this. So I can completely imagine. He eats cur- or we see him eating curry. Yeah. You're like, Alright, cool. Funny. Let's do that. But I
1: mean, yeah, I did a thing with pizza this season.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Pizza's bad, but clay's worse, I think. Yeah, I can completely Im- imagine it is. How how are the days on set? Because I know... Because TV is something that... Th- you don't have the luxury of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? They tend to just want to get it all done as quickly as possible, loads of And that is exhausting for anyone. Yeah. How have you found it with... Balancing it with... Y- your condition and and how you might feel in general, and being a writer on it as well. How does that all? How how is that filming period? Do you then need a load of time off to fucking get your head together and and recover? So
1: I probably should take time off, but I was like, I'm on a roll. Let's just keep this going for as long as I can. <laughs> um, so like it it is physically exhausting but like was also helped with this in that like yeah. I find this a piece in my brain I can just shut off until it's over right. and then collapse at the end um so this season I I wrote me sitting down a lot more because like, <laughs> I was like no, I'm not yeah. So, but, like this season, um, yeah, there was a couple really really brutal days, um, like there was one day where where me and lost voice Sky have to race around the track, and I don't know why, but we did it on the coldest day in, oh, May. so we were all just dying but like...
0: You get a good night's sleep and you try not to think about it too much. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 you mentioned there a lot of people will know a Lost Voice guy from Britain's yeah. Got Talent, Lee Ridley. Uh, you've also got um, R- Rob Madden from the Brent yeah, Domino yeah. a, a tr- a trio in it as well. How, how was that kind of filling the cast up with other comedians but also having, you know... A representation in there for different disabilities yeah. different body types and looks and all sorts of stuff
1: so i mean last four we didn't actually think about it that much last Boy yeah. guy was the only character that i wrote specifically for him because yeah He's the nicest man on the on the planet, so I wanted to make him an asshole because it's perfect. Because <laughs> why not? Disabled people never get to be assholes, and I knew he would like the opportunity. And then, ah, uh, so Rob, I had no idea who he was because with um, I no kind of had him before. I was right. here, um, but he's great, like, just really fun to play, talk about music with, um, yeah. really fun to talk about music with, and then sharing the lady that plays how uh, Ruth is just by far the best actress I've yeah. ever seen, so it's like. Uh, And also, she was like, (laughs) I haven't had this since I was about seven. But she came into the, like, casting room, and I just saw, we just saw each other, and we did that thing that five-year-olds do, where they just walk up to each other and go, okay, we're friends now. Like, Yeah, yeah. The the chemistry was just... um, so.
0: I, I love it. You, you said something there, that disabled people never get to be yeah. arseholes or get to play arseholes. And that's what's great about a Lost Voice guy's character and and your character, because representation isn't about always playing this wonderful hero or this sympathetic hero. It's about layers and varied and complicated characters. And it's, it's what I love about Jerk, is you're not just going look, we've here's a comedy show and the lead guy's <laughs> yeah. got a condition and it's all very serious. It's like, no, he's got a condition, he's going to ab- abuse yeah. that condition, he's going to use it, he's going to do every he can, he's going to be a dick at points. Like, how important was that to go, right, we don't want to just t- tick any boxes here? Yes, so that's very
1: important to me. Because uh, my whole thing is... When- when you defy people like people to de people, it's kind of the same as yeah. turning them into monsters because yeah. you're taking away the humanity so my yeah. my thing is i I just want to portray disability as human more than anything, and humans are not good. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, yeah, I love that. That's that's so that's such a. I've, I've literally i i took my phone out then to make a note because we do little quote yeah. videos, and that's so beautifully put that when we deify people with disability, it's the same as making them into monsters because again, it's not giving a realistic yeah. portrayal or giving any anything like that. I, I love that. So, how's series two been? What's the kind of the theme of series two? Because as I said, series one was all about. Will he or won't he get d- 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 uh, deported? And and we've s- we solved that mystery. So yeah, oh, what's the plan?
1: Yeah, so seriously, <laughs> yeah, we didn't really plan it this way, but it does seem to be a never-ending quest. She tried to get high. <laughs> which did not really the plan but it just happened that way so I think at some point he tries to get his hands on any drug he can and just keeps fucking it up for himself because he can't play the game long enough
0: to yeah. make people like him ah. I love it so, so I mean outside of Comedy outside of t v what do you enjoy doing because again, like this pandemic has really made a lot of people have to face and figure out what they like doing again i'm i'm similar i'm I'm one that sees myself as a bit of a, as very much an introvert as very much a staying at home guy <laughs> but, but even those have been t- tested in this period. so what is your time filler
1: so I really like writing Is my favorite thing to do, um, so I, I've been trying to write a comic book with my Amazing. friend Sam Golden. uh, who, uh, and that, so that's been how I've been spending most of my time, but also, like, because I like I like writing now. <laughs> I have to go back and do, like, all the work that people should do
0: before they get on. own TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to find a balance, yeah. though, because you don't want to take off the, the, the rawness yeah. that you have, the things that make you yeah. such a good voice in this. But I'm completely the same. i got acting gigs before I'd done any yeah. acting training and all, all the feedback was it's because you don't feel like you've gone to yeah. drama school. But then a few acting gigs on, I'm like, but I should do yeah. some kind of classes, right? I should find out some advice and read some books on it and that kind of thing. So.
1: And i think say, you mean people that are really good actors? And you're like, I mean, yeah, but they went to drama school. Yeah. So there's something in
0: yeah, it's getting the, the the balance, I guess, isn't it? So, so are you a big comic book guy? Do you, yeah. Do you read a lot of comics? Like, or what, what kind of things are you into?
1: So right now, I'm reading uh, the Boondocks. Yeah. And Chew. Yeah. I'm um, I'm I'm a weirdo because I I love comic books, but I don't like
0: superheroes. It's it's. I mean, that's the beauty of a lot of the the yeah. independent. Yeah, or or almost everything on image really seems to be just they just put yeah. out loads of dope smaller stuff, Irish stuff, English American and all sorts. Yeah, so, so yeah, there's good stories in there.
1: Yeah, so I'm really liking Shu. Yeah, I'm not familiar Have with you, it. Met you. No, it's about a guy with powers that he can see how you died if he eats a piece of you. Wow. So it's all about the police forcing him to eat people.
0: Oh, man, that's amazing. I love that shit. Yeah, no, it's good.
1: Yeah, but, like, I, I just like the way... So because of how my head shakes, I can only read about 20 words at a time Yeah, before my vision goes play. So growing up, the only thing... Literally,
0: the only thing I physically could read was comic books. Yeah, it's amazing though, because cause you grew up at a perfect time where comic books were m- moving away from just being a kid's thing, they yeah. were getting some like from the Watchmen onwards, they were kind of being respected as yeah. these amazing stories and, and pieces of literature. So, that's yeah, that's kind of perfect timing in that respect, I guess. Yeah, yes, I like.
1: Yeah, and like, I said, like, the first book I remember um, sneaking from my parents was Mouse. Yeah. Like, my parents didn't want me to read Mouse. I like, snake snuck into it.
0: I love it. Had to hide it in my. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Having to sneak and hide it as if it's a. You know, a porno or, or or whatever else. It's just I just want to read it, man. Just yeah. just hook me up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get not wanting an eight year old to read about the Holocaust. Yeah. But it's it would just like it was just like oh, I don't have to read about Superman.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't care about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's a whole variation out there. And and what kind of uh, I will wrap things up in a minute, I promise. But what kind of music are you into? You mentioned enjoying a, a talking to Rob about music. What's your your go to? Yes,
1: so, so I mean, recently it's been it's been a lot of rap. Uh, but like, I mean, <laughs> ever since. MF Doom died. Yeah. it's pretty much been only MF Doom for, like, all doom, all day. months and months yeah. and months.
0: But Doom's got Which, the intricacy in there to do that. Like, you can, can listen and you'll be finding stuff a year on that you didn't hear first time. I, you know?
1: Know. I, I have to listen to each of his songs about five times before I get them, yeah. so I really like him. I really like all the I cannot say this guy's name. Oh sweatshirt.
0: Oh sweatshirt. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. So, all those underground up rock.
0: Yeah.
1: All those underground guys are like. Yeah. So that and a lot, a lot of folk. Yeah. Murder ballads.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. So. I, I love that. Uh, I, 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 it, it seems you've you, you you're drawn to those ones that are telling stories. Have got that intricacy because Aesop's another one. There's there's tracks yeah. that I've listened to, and ten years on, I've found stuff yeah. in daylight or or whatever else. I was like, oh, I never quite twigged that that's what he was saying because it's so dense and the density yeah yeah can be so hard to get through as you're listening to just bump along. But yeah, and murder. ballads again stories (laughs) I really really like
1: stories yeah I am like without I I every time I'm about to get sappy my comedian brain comes in and goes don't do that (laughs) you fucking pussy ass piece of shit but I I I do feel like stories are the only thing that kind of matter yeah like I don't Care about much else.
0: yeah,
1: and I want I want stories that I don't that I cannot relate to. Yeah, like um, M.F.D. has an amazing story. Yeah, I
0: do not understand. Like I have not lived through at all. I I remember that in my in my kind of. A late teens, early tw- 20s finding all the stuff on the Def Jucks and Rhyme Sayers and Strange Famous and just feeling such a connection to it in that exact same way although it isn't the life I live at all in my small town in Essex there's so much I can yeah. relate to in the same way I've always said the reason I connected with, with, with punk or sorry, with rap was because I grew up on punk and here in rap yeah, I was yeah. like oh, this is Another community's anything. version of punk. This is the voice yeah. of the voiceless again. So there was yeah, that yeah, instant yeah. shorthand of like, right, I don't know that exact yeah. story, but I've lived my version of it as such.
1: Yeah. It's funny because uh, you were actually, like, they, so there were there were um, a few people that, like, I heard them and I was like, oh, I want to move here. Like um, Dylan Warren. Yeah. The comedian. like my favourite comedian. But uh, Distraction Pieces, there was also
0: one of the... A wiki man. was like, okay, let's check out England. Oh, I appreciate that, man. That blows yeah. my mind. I love that shit.
1: Yeah. I don't even... Because I I found it. Through Stage Francis, I or think. Distraction
0: Pieces was a big one for me in America because it, yeah. I had Sage and Dolan and POS and yeah. like Travis Barker all on it, so it meant all these American acts that they yeah. kind of gave me a channel into, I guess.
1: Hot, yeah. It might have been POS, yeah. actually. Yeah. Because they were like... I <laughs> instead to have one of my favourite lines, which is... Um, <laughs> I saw, I saw a fish on the pavement and thought, what did you expect? There's no water here, stupid. Should I stay to where it was worth Yes, mate. I just love calling the fish stupid. Yeah,
0: yeah, genuinely, the, like I, I didn't say all of that, but I did. Where I'm sitting now in my living room, within sight, is the bit of road I was walking along, and I literally saw a dead <laughs> fish on the pavement, and that's where that line came from. That I kind of, obviously, I then that's... took it off in this weird way, but yeah.
1: Cause it, it's... So, because I, so I found you in. Memphis, when I was starting out, because I was just like, I wasn't a rap guy before comedian, comedy, because I was into like heavy metal, because of where I grew up and stuff. And that's my voice of the voiceless, of the deep south. But I was just trying to figure out how to use. Words. Yeah. And they were like, oh these guys know how to uh-uh.
0: string a
1: sentence
0: together. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's yeah. And yeah. I love that. Well, I'm glad we got we got to have this, this conversation. As said, I've been um I've been in, in enjoying your work for a while now so it's a nice yeah. surprise at the end there to hear that you had any clue who I was so that's always yeah. an honour man that's always an honour yeah um so what's ahead I guess obviously you've got series two are you excited to get him back to being in the clubs because just before the pandemic you had your one-man show at, at, at the Soho theatre yeah. and then yeah everything stopped so are you 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 buzzing to get back
1: uh... And uh, no, no.
0: Um <laughs> You tried really I mean, hard it, to, to it, pretend you were buzzing to get back for yeah. a second. Then you then it. Nah,
1: I'm just not good at lying. Um, <laughs> no, I, cause I. The thing is, I've I've just been enjoying writing scripts yeah. so much that it's like it's 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 scratched that it's for me and. Yeah. It means I don't need to spend my time staring at drunk people. Yeah. And trying to corral them. So, but like, I I think, because I have my first gig on Wednesday, I think once I do it, I'll be like, oh yeah, I like.
0: Yeah, here's what it is. I'm back. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just enjoy writing. Yeah. And sleeping. You forget how good it is to be in bed by
0: 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not having to be out and doing all these other things. Yeah. I completely feel you, though. I I genuinely, I stopped touring and doing music to try acting out. And then after acting for a bit, I started working on scripts. And I've not missed yeah. touring at all. It's like I expected yeah. to. I expected after a year to get a bit itchy. But exactly yeah. the same the the writing and the creativity scratches that itch but it's a weird one because it's not one that has instant gratification it's l- long term yeah. there's not like for you there's not that laugh in front of you as you yeah, come up yeah. with it that's all in your own head that you're just like this is dope like this is really <laughs> funny I've written something really good here <laughs> yeah and it's a, yeah it's a weird one to convey yeah you. so yeah well thank you for taking the time man as said it's been an absolute thank pleasure you. and I'm excited for for series two, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's fucked up. I, I i got I got um, Rob plays Key in it, amazing. And I was really happy with that. I can't wait because I i really want a musical episode because he's so good at music, yeah, and Sharon's a good singer too, like. Just like if I had known you guys were going to be in it, to be a lot more musical. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, that means we just need a series th- three then, so yeah. you guys can work towards yeah. a musical episode. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you, man. In- enjoy the rest of your enjoy the rest of your day.
1: You too. Thank you. You've been listening to Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces.
0: There we go. That was Tim Renkow. I hope you enjoyed that as much as the both of us did. I got proper caught off guard again. It it doesn't happen regularly, but every now and then I'll have a guest reveal that they kind of know who I am (laughs) or into my music or whatever. And it always catches me off guard. And Tim earlier on in the conversation had had dropped a few rappers that i'm a fan of so i was like yeah this is good this is good but i still wasn't expecting him to say and also i dig your shit so that was a lovely surprise um as i said go and check out jerk it's fantastic um i'll be back next week i think i'm gonna have t- two episodes next week i'm flooding you with episodes at the moment now obviously there were four episodes of the big the big birthday bash then we got this with tim then next week I reckon I've got two for you. I'm not certain. I've not decided completely. But I reckon we might do a Monday and a Wednesday. And then we'll try and ease back into regular programming. Christ almighty. All right. I will talk to you all next week. Until then, stay sane and stay safe. Ta-ta.